Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad on the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today's podcast is part of our Lesson from Lasso series, so if you're short on time, when you hear that Ted Lasso theme song, you can skip ahead a minute and get right into the pod. Apple TV's Ted Lasso show has been very popular, and a lot of what we see on the screen gives a glimpse of life at a football club. Being around a professional team for some 25 years, I thought I would offer a chaplain's perspective on some of what we see in each episode. There are some great lessons to be learned, whether you're a person of faith or not. You might be an athlete, a coach, or simply a fan of the beautiful game. I think you're going to find a lot of clever and creative wisdom in this series. Thanks for joining us today. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal. What a goal. Lesson 44. We see AFC Richmond dealing with the superstition of the treatment room being cursed. We learn that historically the team once lured young men to the football ground for the express purpose of enlisting them for war and for military service. The ensnaring advertisement, which is now framed and hanging on a wall in the local pub, reads, Are you a fast, fit fan of football? Then come for a trial to join the team. Well, last week we talked about curses and superstitions, so this week... I want to hone in on what happens when we come across empty promises or scandalous deception in and around the game of football. Does this still happen today? Yes, you bet it does. Perhaps the strongest example that comes to mind are the many sad stories coming out recently in the past few months of coaches on the women's side of the game here in the U.S. exchanging playing time and contracts and other things for sexual favors or sexual bullying that went on or other destructive behaviors that have taken uh, where coaches took advantage of their power and influence in the game or other executives even too. Another recent example that comes to my mind of, of a false or hollow deception around the game is, is on the youth and academy sides. Parents, athletes told that a player's skill and development is critical and crucial for their ability to progress in the game and that ma many things are held out as an incentive or dangled as a proverbial carrot to chase after. Promises of Division I scholarships or first-team contracts Youth clubs, professional academies, and even some professional teams and leagues provide these pie-crust promises or even blatantly lie and deceive for their own ulterior motives and purposes. I recall one time a professional player was signed at a club. The head coach and the agent were exchanging kickbacks of, of financial kickbacks under the table. The coach never had any designs or desires to actually play the athlete, and this person ended up moving their entire family to a foreign country and they were never really accepted by the team, by the coach, and they moved on a year later. I think some of these financial dalliances happen less in places where the game is better regulated and there's stronger accountability, but I've also known players in club and national team levels that have gone without wages, and there's other ways that corruption has seeped into the game and into the ongoings of professional football. Maybe you've personally experienced one of these things or to a certain effect. If you have, I'm sorry. I want to encourage you to reach out to us here at Soccer Chaplains United or to a trusted person to share your story, to begin a process of healing, to, to, to walk a different way. 
But what can we do and what should we do when we encounter these falsehoods of football, as we might call them? Well, one, let me first encourage, if you're a person of faith, pause and pray. In the storm that we might find ourselves in, it can be super helpful to try to stop and just talk to God. The storm itself, life itself won't necessarily stop, but we can take time to get alone and to talk to God. If you've never done this, a chaplain, a pastor, maybe a trusted friend can help coach you or, or lead you in this. The second thing, assess your resources. Again, some of my work as a chaplain is helping people in soccer do this work. But some of the leading questions that can be helpful are, what does your faith bring to the table of adversity? How supportive and helpful is your family or maybe friends? Are there any teammates that can companion you? What about a player association or other legal or HR or other resources? What do you have at your disposal when you find yourself caught in the midst of a football deception? And then third, trust God. Trust God to work it out for you or, or others to help work to right the wrongs. I have to speak in some generalities here. You know, it may be that you need to have someone else fighting and advocating on your behalf because the wound or the hurt or the pain that you're carrying is so deep. But it may be too that one day you find yourself in a position of power or influence, maybe as captain of the team or as coach, as an athletic director, a technical director, a league commissioner, or in another way, and then you need to be the one working to right wrongs and bring restitution to past hurts. Well, let me close this lesson for today with the word of God to the prophet Micah. I think that this can be something for us to ponder as we wrestle with the falsehoods of football. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I think we can get caught up in so many different directions. We can seek many ways to please God or to please others. But in truth, God's desire for his people, for us, is to seek out justice, to uphold a pathway of mercy, and to be in relational step with God with a spirit and attitude that is not proud or haughty, but is humble and prudent. Maybe then we can change the, the language of fast fit fans of football to something more important, powerful and appropriate. Maybe we could say the fair, forgiving, and faithful footballers. I don't know. It may take a little bit of work, but we must work to change and combat the fake and false parts of football as much as we can. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.